Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I'm saying it, dude. Liar, dude. God damn, this shit slaps, dude. Yeah, dude. So good. Gets me oh, going. oh, I am hyped up today, dude. I woke up at five. I am on crack right now. You understand? Oh, I'm on crack, ladies and gentlemen. This is oh going to be a good one. Oh, God. oh, baby. I'm ready. Usually. I don't, I don't know if I'm pumped up or if this is just a cry for help. <laughs> Woo! Okay. I just wanted to move away. So Are you Tom cruising it? I'm You're Tom fucking, cruising I'm, it. I'm cruising it, dude. I'm. I'm I'm high as fuck on uh, whatever, what is it? What do the Scientologists believe? Thetans. Yeah, Thetans, dude. I got Thetans injected directly into my ball Juiced sack this up morning. On Thetans, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome back. This is Fear and Malding episode number four, I think. Right? Yep. Is it four? Okay, hell yeah, dude. We're we're doing our fourth episode now, and hope you guys are enjoying it. Obviously, we have a slammed episode. Like a yep. jam-packed, slammed epi. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Like I'm your host, Hassan Piker. Yeah. And uh, of course, as always, uh, our other host, wonderful host, uh, mm. Will Neff is here. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, All right. So yeah. let's get started on reviews. As always, thank you. Keep those reviews coming up. We got we to gotta fix this SEO stuff. Okay, boys? I yes. Mean, seriously. We need your fear and molding comes up before fear and molding. What really? Because people type molding, I think at first. Wait, are people afraid of mold? I I just think that people. Oh, yeah. They're just like I fear. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. Like they're like, oh, there's mold in my property. Yeah. Like I'm fearful. Fear, and that's what they Google. Yeah. Like. Wow. Well, there you go. Let's. <laughs> we gotta fix this. Okay. Yeah. I'll read the first one. Wow. I really love seeing representation from himbos in the podcasting world. Very important. If I could ask them to cover a topic, I'd love to hear about Will and Hassan's opinion on fast food restaurants and which have the best fast food to cost ratio. Uh, SL fan one, two, three. Easy. Best value at in a fast out. food restaurant? In Wendy's and uh, in, in and out. Mm. Straight up. A fuck heavy. With the, with the Wendy's answer. Yeah. The other one I'll give that's so obvious to me is Taco Bell. Ooh, true. Taco Bell, but you have to eat it after. It's it's like Gremlins where there are rules. It's got to be after midnight and you've got to be fucked up. And then the yeah. dollar bean burrito hits different. Yeah, Taco Bell is, uh, is, is not something you can... When you when you do Taco Bell sober, it's a shameful experience. Dude, when I see people eating Taco Bell in it's the like, daylight, it's that's like haram. masturbating in an airport. <laughs> yeah, eating Taco Bell in the daylight is haram. Yeah, no, it, it's I'm telling you, it's like masturbating in an airplane. You're like, yeah, you're dude. not, you're like, <laughs> you were that down bad that you like, you had to crack one out, dude. Like that's so. Yeah. Which is not illegal, by the way. I'm just what? I I don't think it is. 
How is that not illegal? I don't know. Why would it be illegal? Public exposure. I mean, you're no in the toilet of an airplane. Oh, Will. I thought you were just saying in the seat. What? No, I just meant like. <laughs> I thought why you would were you... just saying some dude on his just way to cracking it in the fucking. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's a free country, brother. What the fuck you mean? Okay. Uh, Since all right. I can't smoke, I gotta catch a beat. Okay, let's move on to the next yeah, one. Okay. Uh, uh, that was not legal advice, okay? No. I am not a lawyer. Don't Do not catch listen. a beat on a plane and blame okay. us. Yeah, don't catch a beat while also catching a beat. Yeah. Um, getting coffee with the boys says, Rachel Review 86. This podcast is perfect for your morning commute, listening at work, having sex to, or chilling at home. Weird flex, okay? <laughs> it feels like Will and Asana are right there with you, having a chill conversation about politics, pop culture, and anything else you could possibly talk about while you're getting pegged. 10-10. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Rachel likes to get pegged, I guess. Good good for you, Rachel. That Yeah, what? That was such a curveball. Yeah. Because Rachel started with the morning routine and then was like, yeah, if you're just f- fucking yeah. blasting someone's if you're on cheeks. Your, yeah, if you're on your fucking sex swing, just, you know, <laughs> face right. down, ass up. Moving on. Uh, a crisp delight and fresh fiesta for the senses by Young Smooth Brain. Considering the title of the show, what's your most Hunter S. Thompson experience? Keep it frothy. Frothy. Uh, Man, most Hunter S. Thompson experience. I mean, uh, listen, I used to go to Ultra Music Week every year. And uh, we saw bats is all I'm going to say. I have no idea what that. Like, have you ever? Have you ever seen Fear and Loathing? Uh, yeah, but w- bat country. This poor son of a bitch when he gets behind the wheel. Wait, but like doesn't even know. We're gonna need golf shoes. God damn it! Get back in the top, you pig fucker. Okay, all right. Was my? Uh, I thought you meant like you actually. I was trying to figure out if you like actually legitimately saw bats or if oh you yeah the, the Miami fruit bat. Everybody or if knows. you if you. Hallucinated seeing bats because uh, so everybody knows up. the Miami bat population. Motherfucker, I lived in Miami. I didn't know about. Okay, um, <laughs> he's making this up. Yeah, I am. Okay, uh, was your most Hunter S. Thompson experience? Keep it frothy. I don't know. Frothy. I, I just I like probably New Year's. <laughs> Oh yeah! When we went to that mansion, that was like that definitely was a, pretty hunter ass. Yeah, we we uh we went to a mansion party in New Year's uh, with a promoter buddy of ours who was just like, hey, like this is what's going on, and it was like maybe because we was high as fuck on mushrooms, which are legal. Uh, these were these were shiitake mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, uh, portobello. Also, the mushrooms you're talking about are decriminalized, so. Well, what in Oregon? I think no, I think in Los Angeles. Wait, Oakland really? Too, yeah. Oh God, yeah. We were fucking zooted <laughs> off of these legal <laughs> decriminalized. Editor, please check this. Yeah. <laughs> the best part was though the the, the the drugs had turned on our friend who was the promoter, and halfway through the night, he's like looking at the art in the house, and he's like, "This is a satanic home." And we it were was, like, but it was. What? It straight. It straight was, dude. Everyone. I think so. It was like a fashion designer house, and I think the dude is like related, literally, to like the L brand. So it's like Lex Wesner's like homies house or some shit. It was the vibes were fucked. Like 
We were so high. I was the only one who was having a great time. I mean, I still had a good time, but I was just like, Ugh. do you remember I tried to steal the velvet rope and you were like, Will, they're going put it back. Yeah, because I was wearing it around my neck like a fucking. Okay, well, like. Right, we got jam packed up. If we're, if we're in a fucking uh, mansion party and like there's probably satanic <laughs> rituals happening upstairs, you don't want to steal the velvet rope and then become one of the satanic ritual yeah. uh, uh, happeners, too. True. I don't even know what I'm saying. But True. yeah, it was. It was terrifying. All right, let's even let's skip the fourth one then. All okay, right, let's go. This is good enough. Okay, because we we do have a jam packed show today. Um, Pretty big show. Starting from like uh, uh, some some harder news down to uh, less hardcore news. So like, yeah. let's let's immediately get started with um, the one year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd by the state. Uh, and, and when you mentioned that in the pre-show, the first thing I said was, I cannot believe it's been a year. Yeah. It still feels so fresh. Like that, that to me is, I, I don't know if there's anybody else listening who it, it just, it seems mind boggling that that's been a year. Yeah. It, it happened. And, uh, a swift, uh, verdict, uh, came, uh, or at least the jury decision came at on 420. If you guys remember, uh, for Derek Chauvin, at least. Uh, the secondaries on that case, the other officers that were also there, they had a trial that was supposed to start in uh, July, if I'm not mistaken, but that has been pushed back. But today is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's murder, and this is what Fox and Friends had to say about that. So let's take a look. 19 children in Minneapolis have been shot this year, an increase of 171% over the same period in 2020. The relatives wonder where the protesters are. Why ain't nobody mad about a 10-year-old, my he grandson, fighting for his life, as Cherie Jennings, uh, also another grandmother at May 7th. Okay, if, you're, if you are a Fox & Friends commentator, okay, I forget what that old dude's name is. Like, just don't even, like, if you're about to do some racial agitprop to be like, yeah. Yo, the blacks, nobody. the blacks don't care about, uh, uh, you know, black on black violence, which is literally what's coming. I'm sorry. Pre-watched. Uh, but I haven't uh, seen this yet. But uh, like, don't do don't read it like that. Just don't like why ain't nobody mad about it? Like, that's just you're yeah. you're making things so much worse. But OK, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> another grandmother at May 17th mayoral event because a cop didn't shoot him. That is the answer. So right now, as horrific as George Floyd's death was, our reaction's been worse. Brian, let me tell you right now what's amazing. The George Floyd death was horrific. But what is amazing is all this crime in democratic cities. The biggest mouths who are complaining about this racial injustice. In democratic cities where people of color are running the government, you have black on black crime, you have attacks on police officers, and where's Al Sharpton? Where's Black Lives Matter? Do you ever see them when there's black on black crime? I mean, look, get it's, the bag, bro. Hey, get the bag. Listen, okay. listen, I, I, I mean, the logic thread is, do you guys see, now that our police officers can't kill black people with impunity, the streets are run amok, and yeah. it's all the Democrats' fault. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. It's uh, neatly tight. Like, it's, it's tied up perfectly in a 60-second clip. You see everything about how the conservative machine operates. Yeah. Like, bring in the black guy, tie it back to Democrat-run cities which are democratic because they're densely populated. Uh, and of course, when you're in a densely populated environment, there's going to be more crime, obviously, because there's more people. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, let's not consider that. Let's not consider the statistical reasons for why these, these sorts of things happen. And then say that, oh, it's because uh, there's less cops overall, um, even though uh, the Minneapolis police budget has not decreased, even though they originally took initiatives or took steps to address the problem with uh, policing and police budgets. So one year after George Floyd's uh, murder, we haven't really seen a lot of progress beyond that one specific instance where for the state of Minnesota, this was a first time uh, where a white police officer murdered a black person and didn't and, get away and, with and it. And you know, it's interesting to me is but beyond that, not much has happened as well. Yeah, saying. I guess it's interesting to me because at least Fox News isn't going after the legitimacy of like that murder anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for, with so many other similar cases, what Fox News will do is like try pull to pull up the rap sheet, right? It, it, it erode the the confidence in the decision, or or uh, you know try and gaslight the viewer. It's like what you watched wasn't a murder. What she watched was uh, good Rightful. police work, yeah, right? Right, yeah, yeah. righteous. Um, but I I guess it's a victory that Fox News is having to go after you know its its classic playbook of. Democratic cities are are burning down. Yeah, no, they're they're terrible, dog. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, I I love the line that like as horrific as George Floyd's death was, our reaction has been worse. I mean, really? That's it, that's that's kind of weird. Uh, that's it's kind of odd. And here's the thing, okay? And this is important for all of you who have probably heard this, and maybe you don't understand what the counter is for it, or you haven't really fully thought about like what about black on black crime. That is ridiculous, racist agitprop. And the reason for why that's ridiculous is because it is so infantilizing to black people to make this assertion that like black people don't give a shit about black on black crime or crime in general in their neighborhoods. And the only people that can care about black on black crime are the cops. That's ridiculous, okay? One, socioeconomic conditions are at the heart of why crime and specifically violent crime happens, okay? So if you want to address crime in general or crime in black neighborhoods which impacts black people duh um you have to address the material conditions that black people are subjected to both historically in this country and still do still are in to this day okay but that's a structural problem that requires a structural solution and that's very hard so obviously liberals are not going to address it because that means like wealth redistribution or uh you know policy policies that are going to be difficult to sell to the broader uh, uh wider uh demographics and republicans are not going to talk about that because that's pussy shit that's communism obviously uh so so they just uh, go on this endless loop of like what about black on black crime when um the black on black crime rate is uh i, I believe like 90 percent which unsurprisingly is around two percent more than white on white crime because people murder their fucking neighbors and america is very segregated so of course you know black people are killing other black people white people are killing other white people for the most part and that tracks but you never hear about white on white crime i wonder why i wonder why no one says like why is nobody talking about white on white crime and because that's what the Lord intended. Cain yeah. slew Abel, and it's, they were both white men. Yeah, it's it's really fucking stupid. It's it's really racist, and the reason for why it's ridiculous is because like, of course, black people give a shit about crime in their neighborhoods. There are so many communities in Chicago. Uh, there are so many community organizers in Chicago who also are a part of the Black Lives Matter movement 
that are also working to end gun violence in Chicago, like Moms Against Violence. Yeah. Like, they are obviously trying to and also, make sure that people aren't dying I, in I the mean, streets. I mean, I feel like this is so obvious, but when a citizen commits an act of violence, it is different than when someone Thank who you. has taken a sworn oath to uphold and protect murders someone in broad daylight yeah. over nothing. There is a difference between those two things. Yeah. One is a state actor that is supposed to protect and serve you and is literally being paid with tax dollars that could be going back into your community, that could be reinvested into your community, and they have a very specific job, and their presence should be the 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 uh, presence of law and order and peace and tranquility when, in fact, police presence in black and brown communities is oftentimes a presence of disorder and and also lawlessness because they operate without any sort of fucking accountability whatsoever. Um, so it's it's ridiculous that this conversation is one that keeps uh, getting repeated. But it's also really sad that uh, we have made very little legislative difference in this country since the uh, the massive amount of protests. And I worry that uh, I don't know if we'll ever have uh, true justice. It's just. Like uh, the 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 conviction of Derek Chauvin was was the first step towards potentially reaching justice. Uh, it it was not like justice served. Okay, uh, it's uh, justice can't be served or justice can't even start before you pull the knife out and start the healing process. That's justice. Right now, we're pulling the knife like thirty percent out. And then saying like, oh, justice is served. No, motherfucker, you got to pull it all the way out. And then you got to heal the wound. But some people, some people don't even want to admit that the knife is even there. Now, that's a Malcolm X quote that I just totally stole. I'm just letting you know. But that is a Malcolm X quote about justice and racial inequality in this country. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the something I just want to briefly touch on, given that it's the one-year anniversary uh, of George Floyd's murder. Uh, and, uh, of course that also means that it's the, uh, almost one year anniversary of Nancy Pelosi in the Kente cloth. Oh man. Yeah. So, you know, wow. that's what we're arriving. That's what Talk we're about spank bank. And baby. that's, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm just, I'm okay. Sorry, um, I'm sorry, dude. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, you're terrible. All right. Uh, oh, moving on man. to a little bit lighter news, uh, uh, coverage from whatever that was. Okay. Uh, oh, come on. It's a humor podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you. Okay, Everybody so the other thing that I want to talk about today is, of course, uh, after last week's comprehensive coverage on Israel-Palestine, I want to talk about a ceasefire uh, that is uh, happening. Israel uh, finally allowed mm. a ceasefire to occur and decided to stop. Uh, and this is a terminology that the IDF uses. Uh, called mowing the lawn. They decided to stop mowing the grass or mowing the lawn. Uh, no, famous... they don't use that. No, term. they do. No, it's no. a counter. It's a counterinsurgency term that has absolutely been used Come historically. On. That uh, that members <laughs> of par members of Knesset <laughs> that has to be a translation thing. It can't. It can't yeah, like, be like yeah, this. Oh, you mean like uh, cut the tall trees? It can't be like like this. that. Yeah. No, it's literally a counterinsurgency term that uh, the IDF uses. And it oh, just means like a strategic war of attrition where they go and engage in a bombing campaign in Gaza and level it as best as they can to push back the uh, the Palestinians living within those borders 
and uh, you know, make sure that they are in a servile, dormant state. Yeah. Uh, with no way you of know, to punish children for the terrorist group that they have nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, according to the IDF propaganda that came out like a day ago, uh, they neutralized 200 plus uh, hostile enemy combatants. Interesting. Yeah, 13 Israelis were murdered. They neutralized 200 plus enemy hostile enemy combatants. That's really interesting. I didn't realize that these babies that you fucking bombed that were getting therapy for the previous bombings because they had PTSD from the previous bombing campaigns, uh, all 15 of them were hostile enemy combatants. Thank you, Israel. Tell me that's not a genocidal apartheid state. Please, please explain to me how motherfuckers who say we need to mow the grass... Uh, and, and that's like their literal uh, position on like dealing with Gaza uh, that operate an apartheid state uh, against the, the uh, international community's criticisms of it uh, because they have America's backing and support. Tell me how that's not a, a genocidal colonizing apartheid state. Tell me a lie, please. So anyway, there was a ceasefire. It's great. Uh, Anthony Blinken is currently in, uh, in, in uh, Israel talking to... Uh, the Palestinian Authority, and also talking to regional leaders and talking to Israel to uh, start securing a, a uh, deal to uh, offer aid to Gaza to start the reconstruction process. You know, the money wheels keep turning, baby. We bomb it with American guns, okay? We, we give money to Israel. Then Israel comes back and buys $735 million worth of weapons, which Biden sold uh, recently to Israel. Then those bombs end up bombing the uh, buildings that, uh, you know, American uh, uh, NGOs have have uh, built with uh, donations and whatnot. And then we go back to the restoration process. We send some aid in so that Israel has something to bomb again. It's super cool. It's like a it's like an endless cycle of of, it's a a great it's a great little uh, scheme that we have created for ourselves. Now, of course, Israel uh, said we are ceasing fire, but that doesn't mean we are ceasing actually firing rubber bullets and and gas canisters into crowds at the Al Aqsa Mosque, where people were peacefully demonstrating and celebrating the end of Israel's uh, violent bombing campaign in Gaza. Um, that has been ongoing. So, uh, which they know will stoke tensions, which they know will get Hamas to do something dumb, which they know will then lead to an end of the ceasefire. Yes. So that is precisely what it is. Their goal is to, uh, their goal is to continue the oppression, uh, and, and continue, uh, agitating, uh, the Palestinian people until Hamas ends up sending an ultimatum and then ultimately retaliating, uh, with rocket fire so they can go back in and keep mowing the grass uh so yeah it's uh it's uh, pretty fucking disgusting at least 243 people including more than 100 women and children were killed in gaza for those of you who don't know and 13 israelis were also killed in israel um two of them i believe fell while they were running into uh a, a shelter still uh, horrifying but just understand that like the 243 people that were killed were directly killed as a consequence of like rocket fire falling on their heads uh from you know israeli rocket fire um so you know that's uh that's that's the the wonderful uh that's the wonderful next steps that we have to uh look forward to of course the aid that's going to come into gaza is going to be conditional probably going to uh beef up the palestinian authorities uh controlling interest in the region as like the main 
Palestinian leadership that they talk to. Obviously, they're like not going to talk to the Hamas uh, uh, regional authority, not the Hamas militant wing, but I'm talking about like the actual administrative branch of Hamas, which is separate um, and controls uh, the Gaza Strip. And uh, the Palestinian Authority is, of course, notoriously uh, uh, very corrupt and, and uses the Israeli forces from time to time to brutalize Palestinians as well. So Palestinians are not too fond of them either. So they're just still stuck. They're stuck uh, in an endless uh, loop of colonization and they're tired, um, but, uh, you know, stay, uh, you know, stay strong and uh, free Palestine as always. So that's what's going on. That's a brief update on that. Um, or rather, that's a brief update from the, uh, the, the, the uh, peace deal. Um, of course, uh, there's also another thing that's going on, which is anti-Semitism rising uh, around the world. Anti-Semitic attacks have increased all around the world, specifically in the Western world. There's a lot of well-documented instances of anti-Semitism. Which is ridiculous. Which is really fucked up and ridiculous. And obviously, we condemn anti-Semitism uh, and, and all forms of bigotry. Anti-Semitism is really nefarious, really awful, especially because it's like it literally justified well, so it, much death and destruction it, throughout it's just, time. It's just like, guys... Uh, Jews living around the world have nothing to do with Israeli leadership. True. Nothing. Not if you ask the Zionists, though, because if you ask any sort of uh, 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 psychopathic, uh, uh, weirdo, ultranationalist Zionist dude, they will tell you, no, Israel means all Jews. So that's that wonderful little like loop of like Nazis and racist people who fucking hate Jews who say, uh, you know, Israel is uh, the interest in all, of all Jews and all Jews love Israel. And then you have the fucking Zionists yeah. who are like, yeah, no, Israel is all Jews. And uh, if you if you criticize Israel, you're anti-Semitic. And also you hate Jews. Um, so that's that wonderful little handshake that uh, Nazis and, and uh, like far right uh, psycho uh, Zionists engage in. So that's really cool. Um, but that also certainly contributes to the rise in anti-Semitism. And we also saw the counters to that from those very same people I'm talking about, not the Nazis that are doing the hate crimes and whatnot, um, but uh, from the the uh, Western uh, liberal or more progressive Zionists who immediately were like, we're going to do a blue square. We're going to post blue squares. And then we're going to, instead of addressing the anti-Semitic attacks that are occurring and try to separate uh, Jews uh, from from the, the, uh, the, the right-wing ultra-nationalist, reactionary Israeli government that is uh, engaging in uh, apartheid in the West Bank and and straight up uh, operating an open-air prison, which they routinely bomb in the Gaza Strip. Instead of separating Jews from that, we're going to say, free Palestine is anti-Semitic, and, and here is why. And then, you know, engage in the same kind of, uh, you know, pro-idea of propaganda that the Israeli government uh, operates on on a daily basis. So that was really fucking stupid. Uh, and and yet uh, here is Megan McCain on the View doing exactly that. Um, so that's uh, that's something that I wanted to show you guys. It's a little fun uh, as as Whoopi Goldberg lose uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Joe Behar just like lose their fucking minds. I love this. 
Can you full screen it too? Well, I mean, I, I can't stand Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think she's a crazy person. I've said that over and over again. But she has been stripped of her committee. She has absolutely no legislative power in Congress whatsoever, which juxtaposed when Ilhan Omar said that Jewish people had hypnotized the world and it was all about the Benjamins. Can you pause it? She's still on the Foreign Relations Committee and she's able. So, important distinction to make here. Ilhan Omar's statement um, can absolutely be uh, anti Semitic. It was for back in 2012. The uh, The. If she had said Jewish people have hypnotized the world, that was straight up Nazi shit. Mm. She did not say that. She said Israel hypnotized the world. Why do you think uh, Meghan McCain made that substitution? To make there? it sound worse. To make that quick substitution there. Because when you say Jews have hypnotized the world, hypnotism, uh, hypnosis from like the Jewish uh, person uh, that is like supposedly mystical, that's literally straight up Nazi propaganda, which is why the hypnotism uh, uh, sentiment for Israel was uh, was bordering on anti-Semitic and she should not have used it. She apologized for it. Um, the other stuff, the all about the Benjamins, ridiculous. Literally not anti-Semitic. Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. When you talk about the Israeli government's influence on American, when American legislation and you make it seem like this is an, uh, demonstrating that or talking about that as an anti-Semitic sentiment or an anti-Semitic attitude, you are a psychopath. 35 states in the United States of America literally have anti-First Amendment unconstitutional laws that were passed at the behest of APAC called anti-BDS laws. In some states like Texas, for example, if you want to fucking teach at a public school, you have to sign a document that says you will never participate in a BDS protest. Okay, BDS, for those of you who don't know, is the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions on the State of Israel uh, until they end the occupation movement, which is a peaceful movement that was uh, created uh, mirroring the uh, uh, BDS movement against apartheid South Africa. So shut the fuck up. If you say that, like, APAC does not have that much fucking power over legislation and, and does not have a profound amount of influence over uh, the legislative body, you are delusional and a fucking psychopath, okay? Explain that to Americans. That, like, your First Amendment freedoms are tampered at the behest of a foreign nation here in the United States of America. But that foreign nation is our ally, so that's acceptable. Like, and this is in states where, like, these people, the, the, the congresspersons from these states, lose their minds over not being able to say the N-word. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, that, I thought you guys cared about freedom of speech, but I guess free speech is just when the right to be able to say the N-word as a white person. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, this really triggers the fuck out of me whenever people do this and whenever people like falsely say, like, this is anti-Semitic, this is anti-Semitic. The first sentiment, yes, absolutely problematic, could be perceived as anti-Semitic, should have never used hypnotize, should have only said, like, Israel has been able to control the, the narrative, control the narrative so perfectly that, like, no one gives a shit about Palestinians. No one would have been upset about, upset about that. Or people that would have been upset about it could have, uh, you know, eaten a dick or something. Uh, but the other thing is bad. She knew it. She apologized for it. The Benjamins uh, comment is ridiculous, was ridiculous back then. Let's keep going. Sorry. Relations Committee, and she's able to dictate our foreign policy in the United States of America. So what do you expect Republicans to do? I think that's taking a lot more action against a crazy person uh, than I would say the Democrats are doing on the left. I need to pause again. I'm Sorry. confused. Sorry. The last thing I'm going to say is, Okay, Ilhan Omar is able to dictate our foreign policy, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is not able to dictate our foreign policy. So what does Meghan McCain mean exactly by this? Does she think that, like, 
because of Ilhan Omar, we're only giving Israel $3.8 billion a year <laughs> rather than what, $20 billion a year? Like, what do you want? This is what I never understand. When conservatives are like, Israel he's, is our she's greatest blocking ally. the new Disney world that they want to build. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, do you want, like, every congressperson to, like, go and murder a Palestinian child or something? And that's the only rite of passage? And only then will you demonstrate for, uh, your, your fucking loyalty to our greatest ally here? Like, it is such a psychotic demand. Like, not only is Israel a forward operating base functionally for the United States of America and a destabilizing force in the Middle East for our personal uh, regional interests, okay? And our ongoing imperial endeavors in the Middle East. Like, we unconditionally have bipartisan support in American Congress, in the legislative body, for Israel. Like, unconditional. Only recently have people started criticizing this and, and started talking about it. And Republicans are losing their minds. Like, Biden literally helped Israel continue murdering Palestinian babies for two weeks when the UN Security Council was trying to fucking do a ceasefire and America kept blocking it over and over again and then gave $735, billion, $735 million of weapons to Israel at the tail end of that. And Republicans are still like, our foreign policy is being dictated by Ilhan Omar. Gave or sold? Sold, sorry, sold. <laughs> but like still, it's... That's even worse to Yeah, me. it's fucking ridiculous to like... To, to claim that like Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib, who is Palestinian herself, Palestinian American, have like any sway in our foreign policy uh, and, and the, like they've actually caused like material harm when the previous administration and their foreign policy was so damaging that they revoked all fucking humanitarian aid to Palestine. And it was so bad that even fucking Israel was like, yo dog, you got to give Palestinians some money because like they're literally dying at an uncontrollable level so that like, you know, we can't, uh, they're, they're going to get to a point where they're going to retaliate. Like this is creating a national security risk for us. Even the fucking Israelis were like, you got to give more money to the Palestinians. This is ridiculous. So like, remember that, remember that whenever a Republican says like, we are not doing enough for Israel. Like, what do you want? Do you want to fucking fly the fighter jet? Is that what you want? Joe Biden should go and like fucking kill a, a Palestinian child personally. That's what I want. Only then will I know that he's real. Sorry, let's keep going. All right, let's watch the rest of this. I'm confused what has risen this to a hot topic this week because last week, as I brought up on Friday, there's a huge rise in anti-Semitic attacks against Jewish people globally and in our own country. Uh, in Los Angeles, a group of pro-Palestine anti-Semites showed up to a sushi restaurant and said who was Jewish here and then began, began attacking people at that Literally restaurant. That's in not New what York happened. City, as I mentioned on Friday, a Jewish man wearing a kippah was beaten up in Times Square. A pipe bomb was set off in the uh, Jewish Diamond District. Uh, in Italy, hundreds of neo-Nazis were marching and giving the Hitler salute in Toronto. A pro-Palestinian demonstrator Sorry. lynched. Yeah, you know, the famous Palestine supporters, <laughs> neo-Nazis. Yeah. You know, when I think of Italian fascism, which is growing right now, uh, I think like a movement that is built upon solidarity with the Islamic world, specifically the Palestinians. Like, how are you... How are you trying to desperately marry the two ideas in an effort to deflect away from Marjorie Taylor Greene's psychopathic fucking takes on how mask wearing is is the same as like the Holocaust, which is why we're having this conversation, which I'm going to get to in a second. But let's keep going. 
Sorry, I'm lynched an elderly Jewish man and a sexually assaulted Jewish woman in London. Pro-Palestinian demonstrators too, the the went down the street one. and scre- screamed, "Death to Jews!" Blank their mothers, rape their daughters. This was all happening last okay, week. We and I would love if. The- Luckily, the people in uh, the UK were arrested. Okay, which is a good thing. Like fuck those guys that said that shit. Uh, the Toronto incident literally was a JDL supporter, the Jewish Defense League, uh, created by a fucking terrorist. Declared a terror organization by the FBI. That JDL supporter, that JDL supporter, went to a Palestinian uh, Free Palestine protest with a knife. So, like, that wasn't an anti-Semitic attack, you psycho. That was people defending themselves. Okay, from a dude with a fucking knife who was there to kill people, who was a part of a terror cell, a far-right ultra-nationalist terror cell designated as a terror organization by the fucking FBI. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, there are already like real instances of anti-Semitism happening all around and it's fucking horrible. Why are you trying to like pad the decks and like beef up your argument when your argument isn't even anywhere remotely associated with like the free Palestine movement and should not be associated. If you were an honest media uh, person, you would say these attacks should not be uh, should not be what we remember from the Palestinian liberation. It should not take away from uh, the, the Palestinian people's plight and an ongoing struggle against an occupying force. But no, of course not, because you're a demon, Meghan McCain. Goddamn. Sorry. Uh, it gets funny. And I would love if the energy that is being put on one crazy woman in Congress, and by the way, if if she is the face of the Republicans, then the squad is the face of the Democrats. I would love Democrats to put that same type of energy onto what's happening on the left, because quite frankly, this is how people get red-pilled. They're red-pilled when they see the blatant bias in the media. It's because the media doesn't want the squad to look bad. They just want Marjorie Taylor to look bad. Anti-Semitism is a huge problem everywhere in this country when you talk about holocaust survivors yes, my producer yes. who produces me yes, every day's grandparents we're going to break and, and when we come back you can continue Why talking but now we're going to break so we'll be right back i'm cutting you off because we have to go megan <laughs> bro just like megan <laughs> Megan McCain is so bad. Wait, where do they do they come back? Yeah, they, they came d- back, and then she fucking kept ranting, this stupid hog. Uh, but uh, and then they got progressively more mad at her because like she kept talking about anti-Semitism and like making it seem like this panel of like hardcore Zionists themselves were were actually like anti-Semitic, and they were like, "The fuck! I've been doing this for twenty-five years." Yeah. Like even Joy Behar was like, "I've been doing this for twenty-five years." Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but um, actually, Sonny Hostin had a pretty solid take. We don't have to show all of that. Uh, I I already covered it on the show, but um, it's just like, like I don't think Megan McCain knows what red pilling is because red pilling is like anti-Semitic as fuck, and yeah. motherfuckers that are red pilled are not red pilled to be like uh, pro-Israel. I don't think. Uh, so that's that was an interesting little tidbit. Um, all of this to deflect away from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that uh, masks are the Holocaust. Mask mandates and vaccine passports are like the gold star that Jews had to wear in Nazi Germany. 
Does Marjorie Taylor Greene think that the Holocaust was like kind of not all right because it was like inconveniencing Jews or something? Like, does she not know the history? I don't understand what the fuck is going on there. What do you have to say about that, Will? Oh, man. (laughs) The the worst thing about the Holocaust was when I couldn't see my friends because I was stuck in a basement. Yeah. You know, social distancing from Nazis. It it's just always such a weird conflation, right? And it's so often that things are conflated with the Holocaust. But like, it's so strange that like disease prevention is the same as like the systematic genocide of a people. Yeah, I, I those two are so, maybe I like I'm tr- I'm trying to find the logic thread and maybe like. In her mind, she thinks this is like the first stepping stone. It's like, first, they they put the microchips in our arm, and they know where we are, and they make sure that we can't spread this disease, and then they start killing white folk. I was just, no, I don't even think that. I think if you're like a rich white lady, as Marjorie Taylor Greene is, who like, is like a real estate developer. This is like the worst thing like, that's ever happened to her. This is literally the Holocaust. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the worst thing like, that's ever happened to her. She's like, what? I have to wear a mask? Like, first of all, Marjorie, you should literally wear a mask even if, you know, for your own benefit. Like, How am I supposed to throw a baby shower when everyone is wearing face coverings? I mean, I'm just saying you're ugly, okay? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Cut that shit out. Just, just hide it. Okay. It's it, dude. Maybe I'm crazy, but the whole mask thing is like I just don't get it. Where it's like, or people being so opposed to masks, like it is the the least in like. There's nothing to wearing a mask. It's annoying. Second, is it? It is annoying. Yeah. I mean, dude, come on. Working out with a mask sucks. Like I, I, I will admit that. Like it sucks. It's not fun it sucks uh and and that's all you got to say but ultimately the benefits of it is that you are able to at least go outside so and and you know if we were smart enough we could have uh, definitely done way better uh prevention spread prevention uh especially in densely populated areas so uh the the uh the entire like quarantine period and the lockdown periods would have been lower like in countries where they did actually do contact tracing and uh, engaged in mask wearing. You know, you know, you know those are communist ironic nations. is not wearing a mask or taking any disease prevention in our country would actually be way more similar to the Holocaust because it would just be a genocide of the elderly. What do you mean? Like if we never wore masks. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, would yeah, just yeah. be genociding elderly people. Yeah, it would be, what is it called? Like elder side, boomer side. And that's what it would be, <laughs> the boomer remover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's maybe she just truly believes it. I don't know. Which is funny because like, look. No, there's no, maybe. Like there, here's, here's the thing, okay? You should, I am, I am on team like absolutely uh use the holocaust uh to make political points where it fucking makes sense because the entire purpose of understanding and learning history is so you don't repeat the fucking same mistakes so i get really upset whenever uh people say like oh these aren't concentration camps of the border they're just you know they're they're concentrating uh on on an ethnic group uh in inside of uh, the american borders and like detaining them but it's not a concentration camp that's really anti-Semitic. 
And it's like, no, it is literally a fucking concentration camp. Uh, just like Israel is an apartheid state. Uh, and, and engaging in ethnic cleansing and ethnic displacement that they, per- they literally uh, uh, openly state. Uh, and uh, and like saying that that is similar to previous fascist ideologies and regimes is not anti-Semitic. I'm sorry. The entire purpose of Never Again, uh, which also happens to be a wonderful movement, or, or if not now, is actually a wonderful movement uh, that uh, believes in that Never Again mentality. Just so is uh, Jewish Voices for Peace. Um, uh, the entire purpose behind never again is so that we don't repeat it. It's not like never again is in, oh, it'll never happen again, obviously. So never use that as an example ever. It's so silly. It's ridiculous when Marjorie Taylor Greene makes a psychopathic point like this, which is like, you can say that that's anti-Semitic is like, you know, you're, unless you're joking. This mild inconvenience. Yeah. Like, oh, I stepped on a Lego. Like, this is literally yeah. the same as exterminating <laughs> six million Jewish people. Yeah. Like, what fuck. the fuck? Psycho. Absolute psycho. She looks like a titan. All right. We're short on time. So anyway. We're going to breeze yeah. into our next topic. Well, yeah, let's, but... let's move on from, you know, one girl boss, uh, Megan McCain, to the other girl boss, Marjorie Taylor Greene, to finally our last story of today before we get to some other stuff here is uh, the... Um, is the Texas law. Uh, Texas is getting ready to allow the unlicensed carrying of handguns. Austin, Texas, uh, coming out of Austin, Texas, this uh, story. Texas is poised to remove one of its last major gun restrictions after lawmakers approved allowing people to carry handguns without a license and the background check and training that go with it. Dude, which is... (laughs) It's so funny. It's like the NRA is... declaring bankruptcy to try and get to texas because they're like please god they're so favorable we can never get in trouble unlicensed carry of handguns yeah they just want it to be the wild west like it's so funny that is nuts to me yeah it's like texas is making it illegal to get the polio vaccine they are leaning all the way into good guy with a gun yeah no they just want you to like fucking die at the age of 35 from a stray bullet like straight up hey uh uh a well-armed society is a polite society. No, motherfucker. None of these guys are polite, dude. Okay? Like, yeah. they're fucking psychos. That and I is... say this as someone who loves guns. Like, I, I love shooting guns. I think shooting guns are yeah. fun. Guns but... are guns are fun. Yeah. But they're fun when you use them responsibly. Yeah. Like fireworks. Yeah. Right? Well, which is also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, use them responsibly. So the Republican-dominated legislature approved the measure Monday, sending it to Governor Greg Abbott, everyone's favorite governor, who has said he will sign it despite the objections of law enforcement groups who said it would endanger the public and everyone. police. <laughs> like, literally. They said it would endanger every this living thing. <laughs> um, hold on. Gun control groups also opposed the measure, noting the state's recent history of mass shootings, including those at an El Paso Walmart, a white supremacist, remember the uh, shot uh, people, uh, wanted to kill as many Mexicans as possible. That's why he rode his car over to the El Paso Walmart, a church in Sunderland Springs, and a high school outside of Houston. Texas, of course, has one of the loosest gun laws in the country and has more than 1.6 million handgun license holders. Um, supporters say that the bill will allow Texas to better defend themselves in public while abolishing unnecessary impediments to the constitutional right to bear arms. 
Once signed into law, Texas will join nearly two dozen other states that allow some form of unregulated carry of a handgun and by far the most populous. That is crazy, man. Yeah. It literally is the Wild West. It's like Tombstone. They're I, like, I think they're just, every dispute is going to end with bullets. This is what happens when you win too much. I, I, I and I mean it like the the gun control narrative is so one sided in this country like that. We're just never like after Sandy Hook. I said this like we're just never going to have gun control like it's not going to happen after the bipartisan legislation to uh, expand background checks to all gun purchases, which was literally at the time had a 90% approval rating with 75% of NRA card carrying NRA members approving of a bill to expand gun, uh, 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 checks like, uh, expanding on, um, uh, the, the, um, the, the gun purchases, like the gun control measure that like literally everyone fucking agrees on when that didn't pass, uh, when that bill didn't pass, I was like, there's no way we're just never yeah. going to have, uh, we're li- never going to have, it is it is literally an example of fighting fire with fire. They are just tossing more guns onto the pile. Crime? Throw some more guns on that bad boy. Yeah. We're actually headed to Texas soon. Yeah, so that's that's why uh, I wanted to bring this up. You know, Texas was like, do we restore do we like improve our power grid and maybe join the fuck rest of the country? No. Throw some bullets at that bad boy. Do we Yeah, they're like, "Nah, fuck that. We're going to ban abortion." Uh, to a to a like degree that it's virtually impossible. Like you're just not going to know that you're pregnant, and and when you find out, you're just not going to be able to get an abortion. And then also, we're going to make sure that like, you know, hey, actually, if you want to get an abortion, like, don't worry, you might still die. <laughs> so, because <laughs> everyone has a fucking gun. So if you get into a dispute at the Trader Joe's parking lot, maybe that person will murder yeah, you. Dude. Every argument carries with it dire, dire consequences. It's fucking so insane. Jesus, it's it's psychotic. Man. It's so it's so scary. It's so weird. I mean, we're going to Texas, and uh, it is literally Al Qaeda. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I mean, listen, we're going to Austin, which is like very liberal, but even then, like it's close in proximity enough for motherfuckers with like, you know, with with like a truck and a and a bad attitude and. And it's just a hate boner to to come find me. I'm like legitimately more worried about going to Texas than I am and just anywhere else. Like I'd rather be in the fucking Gaza Strip during the ceasefire at least than than fucking Texas. Jeez. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be out and about. I'm gonna need you to defend me. What the hell am I gonna do? Nah, dude, you're coming. We I gotta mean, get. You know what we gotta I, get. We gotta get I, clean. You know what? That's a nice compliment. I do have a very spongy body that would absorb yeah. many bullets. No, we got we to gotta get our uh, my boy clean, uh, who also recently moved to Texas. He's a lefty uh, a veteran. Um, his and, name uh, is Clean? His name is Clean. Uh, he's a... Uh, Sounds dangerous. He's, uh, he's a Tarkov. Yeah, I mean, he is dangerous. He plays Tarkov. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, boy. He's, he's a Tarkov streamer and has, like, literally the largest arsenal on the planet. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating. All right. Well. But, like, we can go shoot some... We can go shoot some fucking shit. Tannerite, brother. Hell yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Shooting um, the gun is satisfying. Yeah, so but when I, you shoot that gun into explosives, oh, man. Everywhere I go, I'm going to have them with That's me. like when peanut butter ran into chocolate yeah. and they made the Reese's Cup. First bullet that hit that Tannerite, I bet that guy knew he had found something special. Oh, absolutely, brother. But, but like, see? 
more guns means you now need armed security at all times. So, like, how can people not see yeah, that this is like simulating the economy? Yeah, I mean, but like, how can people not see that this is literally like, like, this is an endless loop of like, when you have more guns out on the streets, then you justify having even more guns because you need to defend yourself with a gun yes. from other people with guns. It and then is the cops, fighting fire with fire. Yeah. We are tossing fire onto the fire like, pile. How about we do the opposite? How about we go in the opposite direction? No, nah, that'd be unconstitutional, Hell no. you fucking pussy. What are you, a communist? What if the Russians decide that the Cold War is on again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna do a they're gonna do have a Have you hot ever war. seen Red Dawn? Yeah. That happened one day, all of a sudden, Russian paratroopers. And it was up to a group of kids to defend <laughs> this thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's, 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 it's wonderful to think about, you know? It's, uh, it's wonderful to think about the state this country is in where, like, people are suffering. There is insane amounts of income inequality. And uh, the only legislation that ever uh, seems to go through is just, like, shit that has nothing to do with like improving the material conditions of the american working class and instead you know uh just uh fun new ways uh, for americans to figure out how to murder one another yeah yeah it's it's uh it's great it's wonderful what if we have one of them residential evil situations yeah exactly zombies they're coming i synced it yeah all right you want to talk about kink of pride yeah last last subject here is uh is is uh, something that I know everyone is wondering, like, what two straight white guys have to say. About Hell yeah. Let's go. Don't worry. The authority is here. Cishet <laughs> breeders all the way. Hey, hey, we're bringing straight pride back right now, boys. Uh, yes. Let's go, dude. Let's right. fucking go. That's right. Let's talk about it. Okay. All jokes aside, we are probably, like, I always say this, but like, we're, we're, like, gayer than, than most Midwest no, gays. I'm going to get you one day. No. <laughs> no I'm going to get you. We, we're 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 lifetime of commitment. That's what you're gonna get, you son of a <clears> bitch. <throat> anyway, okay, yes, heterosexual gay marriage That's incoming. Right. Um, but uh, so there's a lot of conversation that's happening about pride because pride is coming back, and and one of those uh, convos is uh, like, should pride have explicit sexual acts and leather daddies running around with mm. like dildos and shit on their mm. heads when you know. Uh, kids are also attending it now this is this discourse has always been around it's mostly dominated by like right-wing reactionaries who bring it up and usually weaponize like images of like a child next to a leather daddy yeah you know it it fucking uh, pride parades or whatever to be like this is indecent this is immoral this is upsetting now um i i think i have a unique uh, centrist perspective on this which i'm sure people will be upset about so I'm very excited to, sure, to talk about it. it. You want to? You want to? You want me to go first? Yeah, give me that. Okay, I think that, like, of course, there is going to be a sexualized component of pride, considering that, like, the oppression uh, that uh, that uh, LGBT community had to overcome was literally sexual oppression. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's discrimination on the basis of their sexuality, their sexual orientation, and and their their gender. So, like. Clearly, there is going to be a celebration of that. Can I add to that hot take also? What? Well, Name me a party. celebration that isn't sexualized also. Yeah. I Carnival, mean, 4th of July. If that same kid who's next to the leather daddy, if you 
copy cut him out and put him next to a pair of big Mardi Gras. American hooters, like like massive jugs in an American Magumbos. flag bikini. That same conservative pundit who's like, him next to that leather daddy gonna make him gay. Next to those jugs, he's like, now that's American. That's American now that buddy. kid had a great day. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't go, talk to him buddies about yeah, it's that. It's like, yeah, go fondle, go fondle them titties. Like, no, dude, that's like that's yeah. illegal. That's okay. growing up. Yeah. It's always funny because it's like, it's always funny because like the same conservatives, like, I mean, obviously there's different flavors of conservatism. Like some of them are like so puritanical that they don't want like sexual acts between straights to even yeah. be shown on television because they're fucking psychos. But then there's like, you know, the, the, yeah. the regular normie with, American that you're talking with about. that being said, I think the solution is obvious. I think pride, the, the daytime component Oh fuck! You're saying exactly what I'm, I was about to say. God damn it! Well, I th- okay. We can agree on this. I think because I think it's also important <laughs> for the gay community to express that this isn't just about sex, right? Uh, because it's not. Not really. I mean, I think some people are just like unapologetic about that. They get mad about that. They're like, "Fuck what straight people have to say." Yeah, about but this. I think for some people in the gay community, I think it is exhausting. I've, I've, uh, you oh, know, yeah. uh, where it's just like it's uh, like. Okay, like not everything has to have a, a dude in a feather boa and, yeah. and a G string, right? Like we can. So I think there can kind of be like a a pride and a pride after hours, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That was my hot take. Is that uh, the straights have decided? Uh, you know, you do your regular parade because like there's gay kids, dude. Like, you know, most people have this like weird opinion, and it's like a very homophobic, very bigoted way of thinking about it. But like, people just like forget that you know kids are fucking gay (laughs) you know what i mean like kids are trans they're gay they don't like they're not like you know straight until 18 and then they see fucking arthur uh getting gay married on public broadcast in alabama and they're like oh shit oh i'm fucking something's happening oh oh we're the dicks like it doesn't (laughs) Uh, it doesn't work like that, okay? They were fucking gay already, and yeah. and a lifetime of like, gayness. Yeah, all they're all you're doing is like making them more comfortable yeah. when in a time when there's so much uncertainty when you're growing up, and you're like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm they learning about my own body the whole time. So, um, so I I, I think that like uh, having a more like family oriented or or like uh, a, a a pride that is like a component that is for all walks of life, pretty much like a celebration yeah. of the history of pride. <clears throat> That's understandable if people want to do it, but ultimately like don't bring your fucking kids to pride then dude. Like what the fuck? Your kid doesn't have to go everywhere. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> that is so funny. that conservative pundits are like, I don't agree with homosexuality, but if I want to bring my kid to get some cotton candy, he shouldn't have to see w- not one ding dong. Yeah. It's just like, dude, if you know fucking pride's happening, and you're, you know, it's a, it's a celebration that's going to yes. have like some nudity. Like why is, why are you like because, literally bringing your child? There? Because, <laughs> because those same conservative pundits there, there is a chance that they are closeted homosexuals and they're like, I want to see what's I, going I'm on. I'm going down there to, to express my disapproval. Yeah. I'm, you I'm, see those sweet, mm, sweet schlongs flopping. Sweat. Oh God, it's yeah. happening. Sweat <laughs> glistening off your pectorals, my friend. Oh, we oui, we oui, mon cherie. Lordy, oh, Lordy. Oh, Lord, help me. Mm. Shit. That one right there looks like Chet Hanks. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I did see an outfit at Pride one time that was too much for me. What? The dude was naked, full body? No, paint? it was It was even 
you can tell me. It was even more inappropriate than just full-blown nudity to me. What? He was wearing suspenders that he had clipped onto a condom. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? This is what I mean. It was amazing. Dude, dude, we live... Listen, we both live in WeHo. We love WeHo. We, uh, like, we... That's why we joke about fucking being gayer than, like, the average Midwest gay. Uh, you yeah. know, no disrespect to the Midwest gays, but like, if you're still wearing fucking, if you're still wearing a V-neck in 2021, like we're we're more homosexual than you. It's just facts, okay? We've eclipsed you. motherfuckers out here wearing Chelsea boots in 2021. Like, what are you doing, dog? Okay, you're literally sh- calling out Austin show yeah, right now. Just <laughs> improve, okay? It's not that. Just go. There's H and M's everywhere, we okay? There's Zara's in every fucking town now. Like, literally go to Azara. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Sweetie. Anyway, and that's the T. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Pride, well, Pride is, like, fun. Halloween is 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 too much. <laughs> like, Halloween is a lot. It's just, it gets a little, it gets a little much. Dude, it, it's crazy because <laughs> WeHo gays, they all, like, fancy themselves costume designers, too. Oh, yeah. So, on, on Halloween, you see some of the most... It like full blown, like wings. There's like at least a thousand maleficents that are like makeup perfect. Yeah, it is a it is an insane. No, that's the fun stuff. And then God, you have yeah, the dude with the condom or dude is straight <laughs> body paint with his dick out. I'm like, uh, come on, dude. Like, I just I just remember it was like it was like my <laughs> my eyes were like a, a a moth to a flame. I was literally just like, how did he engineer this situation? Yeah, it's just wild. Did he have a nice dick though? Did he have a nice no, guy? no. It was a very portly man. Oh come on, dude! He what was, are you doing? He bro? was sloppy. Okay, you know what? We should bring back body shaming a little bit. Okay? <laughs> no, no. I mean, come on, dude. No. Hey, look, look, look. You can be comfortable with your cock. Uh, you know, there's not much you can do to improve that situation. So I'm fully in support of that. But like, don't be that comfortable. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, have some, have some decency, motherfucker. What? Like, is it, that like, where we drive the line? Yeah. If you, if you have a fat cock and you're like showing it off, then I get it. But if you're like, okay, can I predict the next fashion trend really quick before we get into calls? What is the next fashion trend? Rolexes worn around the base of the cock. You've been saying this for it's years. It's going to He's happen. He's been saying this for there years, There is going dude. to be some rapper who just unveils it and he's like, gotta remind these bitches what time it is. Rolex on the cock. You've... I've known Will for what, like ten years almost. It's going. He's been saying this for ten years. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe if it's gonna be, it's gotta be me. I am the one who has to make the trade. You you said it. All right. In the universe. Speak pipe calls. All right, let's do it. Speed round. Here we go. By the way, while we are queuing up the calls, make sure if you enjoyed this episode, be vocal about it. Get on social media. Tell your friends about the podcast. Write the reviews. Tell us how bigoted we are for telling uh, gays what they can and can't do. You know. All, all of the above, um, uh, we really appreciate it, and it means a lot. For um, the record, I just I just want to point out one thing, dude. Like, I fucking hate Mardi Gras, okay? What? I just, I do. I think it's it's nasty. It's so nasty. So, like, I feel the same way. In a, in a way, I feel the same way about Pride, too. I'm sorry. It Like, the, the over-the-top, like, sexual shit, like, Carnival, like. Fucking t- Are dude, you sick? Um, I'm just gonna say. Are like you this. disparaging Carnival? No, Carnival is different. Carnival I will is different. come across this. Okay, okay, okay. Boot. There's like more. There's more of a dancing and fucking alphas and shit for Carnival. But like, 
do not Here's why. speak ill of my oh, Brazilian mom. I sound like such a weeho gay right now. Listen, I was about listen, to Here's what I'm about you. to say, okay? I've been to an orgy. Uh, I did not participate in this orgy, but I went to one. And orgies... <laughs> I, I found it lewd. No, orgies... And this is exactly like, uh, you know, sexual parades or parades that like have uh, sexuality or not sexuality, but like sexual acts uh, baked into it are never like the way you see it in the movies. Just like orgies. Uh, there's too much sweat and, and uh, you know, uh, butt sack uh, or butt sack, ball sacks and butt cracks butt and, and, sack. and not enough like <laughs> cool camera angles and very cool lighting. And you see like models like yeah you fucking gotta, you one gotta, another you gotta troll through a little bit of that's the... what i'm saying though it's the same with like fucking you just like whenever there is like a mass group of people who are like getting all fucking horned up in an area it's never gonna look like the way it looks like in movies even so <laughs> aesthetically it's not my vibe you know what, what you know what uh, before we get into calls i know exactly what happened to you what poor turkish kid you saw it through your screen when you were tiny and you're like this is the greatest I will come to America. Thing. I will yeah. do orgy. The girls are going wild. I will do orgy. They're, they are going wild at the Mardi Gras. I'll be free one day. And then you got there and you're like, this is not. No, no, literally. no, no. No, literally. I was like, I don't want to see Where's this. Where's Snoop Dogg with the beads? I don't want to see this. All right. Place. <laughs> roll, roll, the, roll the calls. Speakpipe.com slash Piker if you want to have your voice be heard here. We platform all kinds of idiots. <laughs> Jesus. Hey Will, hey Hassan, Gaming Frog here. I thoroughly enjoyed both James Marco St. Marco and Don Pecorino's adventures in Los Santos, mm. and now believe neither Italians or whatever the fuck James Marco St. Marco is deserve anything close to citizenship or human rights or stuff of that nature. <laughs> My question for the both of you is since you enjoyed Rust and Good. GTA V, what other game do you think could lend itself well to an online multi streamer content farming kind of roleplay? And how long do you think XQC would last in it before getting banned? That's <laughs> <laughs> the great work, you degens. That was pretty good. Thank you, Gaming Frog. Hell uh, yeah. Buff. Dude, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think there will be games that lend themselves to collaboration, but games that lend themselves to a full-blown RP situation, it's, it's going to be hard because I think GTA RP is going to be hard to unseat, right? It's going to be hard to move the base. Like, right now, and for at least the foreseeable future, No Pixel 3.0 is such a logical landing spot. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm super excited about uh, Diablo 4, and I'm getting my pee bucket and my, my Duke bucket ready for 48 hours on Broken, but... I just don't know if it'll be like a, a movement the way that that Rust and and, and No Pixel was, and and the interesting thing is this, I think Rust led into the success of No Pixel 3.0, which is why it'll be hard to unseat No Pixel. But No 3.0. Pixel was always super dominant no, when it first came out. But the reason why right. it has more staying power to this time is because a lot of normie streamers, normie streamers like by, myself yeah, yeah, yeah. were 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 uh, uh, really interested in doing like at least light role play so then then we could get into some very serious uh, role play and and the audiences were geared for it as well yeah so that's why you're right it worked so perfectly uh, alongside one another but I, the, the, the red dead I guess 
Nah, I, the collaboration meta is here to stay. You you might not see it be another bloom of RP, but you're going to see another Among Us. You're going to see another, like, you're just going to see more and more streamers. I mean, it's an MMORPG. Like, that's what it is. Dude, Most Burning, Burning Crusade. Oh, my God. People are going to play the hell out of Burning so, Crusade. Uh, wait, what is Burning Crusade? The, the next update of WoW Classic, uh, because it's where they introduce... You wave it off, but it's where they introduced arenas. So, like, every, like, like, WoW Classic is probably going to hit its height during this next update. Maybe, but I, I just, I'm saying that, like, uh, I, I think people want, like, a different MMORPG. If an MMORPG came out that was, like, free, but it wasn't, like, super dog shit. The, the Amazon one that's coming out. I no, think. I heard that Asmongold doesn't like it, or and I don't know anything yeah. about MMORPGs, but Asmongold... Gold doesn't like that there is a pay, pay to, to win. Yeah, yeah. But, but to be honest, like, they're all MMORPGs from this point forward are going to have that. Probably, yeah. Uh, okay, next question. Hi, Hassan and Will. Hello. This is Ilona from Wisconsin. Hey, I just now. want to know, if you guys suddenly developed an affinity for boxing mm. and you have the opportunity to box any figure in, like, recent or not-so-recent history, who would you box and why? Oof. I'll let you go first on that one. I'm sure there's people you want to fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm thinking about it from the point of view of, like, I don't want to be embarrassed if I could potentially lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, that would be the worst. So it can't be someone who's, like, it can't be someone who's, like, physically fit. Like, you don't want to ever be in a fucking Jake Paul situation where you're on the receiving end yeah, of that. Yeah, of a beating. Yeah, you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. So, I mean, or I, I'd have to train my fucking dick off uh, before that happened. But, um. The instant uh, person that came to my mind was Bibi Netanyahu because, like, I've just been fucking uh, so furious for the past couple yeah. of weeks. Um, uh, and he's such a fucking shithead. But also, he was, like, fucking IDF, you know, special forces. So Yeah, he's going <laughs> to he, hit you with that Krav Maga. Yeah, he's probably got some weird fucking, you know, tools. He's got Krav Maga. Yeah, exactly. He's going to hit me in the ball sack, eyeball. shit, yeah. Pop, pop. Fuck. Still fuck him up, though. I mean, it's interesting because my mind immediately goes to, like, not a rage thing, but make money off of it, right? Like, I oh, would love I'm to fight Floyd Mayweather. I don't care if I get my ass beat. Like, the other guy that comes to mind, I know he's trying to do it, celebrity boxing, Aiden Ross. No disrespect to you, but I know when he got into his thing with Ludwig, all of his boys were like, yo, you should hot boy that, get in the ring, he make would, some money. You would murder him. Uh, well, well, bill it. Bill oh, I'm it. Sorry. Uh, no, that would. <laughs> no, Aiden Ross, you'd beat his ass, dude. Definitely do it. <laughs> no. I think uh, I'd be a more fair matchup with Aiden Ross than you, motherfucker. You'd fucking. <laughs> I, I'm a. I, I wake up and choose violence sometimes. But that's like my first impulse. Um, but that. But like, I have nothing against either, you know, Floyd or, or Aiden at all. Um, who would I fight out of just like a, a place of rage? I'd fight Tom Brady. I would f fucking go absolutely you berserk. You love him. I love him, but He's I'm a Jets idol. fan. Oh, he put me okay. through years of suffering. Okay. I would do it for everyone in Long Island. All of my fucking people in New York who suffered a goddamn decade of just getting shit shoveled into our mouths by TB12. Yeah, but you're Jets fans. Like, 
So you're used to that kind of. It's par for the course. Doesn't mean we won't seek revenge. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you know, would you kiss he, him after? Oh, you know? I would. I would fucking kiss him in between. I would clench and just be like. I feel like he, he'd beat your ass. Let's be real. It would. I'm not gonna lie. It would be as much a fight as it would be kind of a gay experience for me too. <laughs> Yes, right. I know that for a fact. All right, next. He call. loves Tom Brady. Oh, I fucking love him. I fucking oh, love God, hate him. Please pummel me harder, oh, Daddy. God, put on his fucking. Oh beautiful yeah, hands call me Giselle. Call me Giselle while you <laughs> yeah, do this. Dude. Take me from behind. Oil wrestling. Ooh. Ooh. Next one. Hey, Will and Hassan. Okay. Uh, I'm from Argentina, and the Mexican situation here is fucked up. Hmm. I'm seriously considering spending my holidays in the U.S. Hmm. and seize the opportunity to get a shot there. I've heard people are doing that. Um, so I was wondering that general sentiment around this vaccination tourism there and your take on that. Yeah, man. I mean, when it comes to your personal safety, uh, fuck the rules, dude. Yeah, like, if, you, if you have the opportunity to be able to get it, just, you know, yeah, get I, it. I mean, I would say that to anyone anywhere. If your government is putting you in a situation where your your health might be affected, that might be time to rise up and kick a little ass and do something immoral. I'm but I'm sorry about what I said about Argentinians yesterday. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah, man, I my heart goes out to you. I, I hope everything turns out okay for you, and I hope you you get to a uh, you know a, a safe state, uh, not like literally, but a safe you know state of being uh, where you don't have to face the threat of COVID. Yeah. Canceled. Telling rich people that have the capacity to travel to get vaccines, not to, to get it when poor Argentinians are suffering. Fuck you, Will. I'm kidding. I, I agree with what uh, Will said as well. Yeah. All right. Hey, Will and Hassan. This is Demetrius from Chicago. Hassan, uh, phobic in the chat. And I wanted to ask, Will, um, since we know what Hassan listens to while he's working out, what do you like to listen to while you're working out? Uh, really like the podcast, mm. guys. Uh, keep it up. Thanks. Damn. So Hassan knows that my workout routine is is that of a psychopath because I cannot control my diet on the plate. So I do an hour of uh, cardio usually before I start working out. And I listen to very different things when I'm doing phase one and phase two. Phase one, when I'm doing cardio, I watch anime. He I was just about that. to say, yeah, yeah. he watches anime. I, I watch anime on the elliptical, and I do a 1,000 calories, and then I start my workout but just because I, I eat like a fat shit. I can't – I have no – it's like the one thing I cannot control. I love me a chicken sandwich. I love me some ravioli. I love mm. me some fucking lasagna. Yeah. Those uh, are some interesting choices. I would not have gone so there with the just first Just anything three. with fucking cheese. Um, so too. that's the first phase. And then the second phase, uh, I get, I, I'll, I'll either go into like big room house, like, like, uh, uh, fire beats or like old Avicii and that kind of shit, or I'll go oh, metal. God. I'll go Metallica. I'll go Slipknot, Pantera, just like, you know, something that really gets me pissed off, like puts a snarl on my face. Usually I'll do that for like heavy lifting. That's interesting. I, uh. I mean, I listen to podcasts, so <laughs> that or just Fifty Cent, Many Men, Many Men, Many 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 Men, Wish Death Palm Me. That doesn't even I like don't cry no you up. Wait, Oh yeah, it does. Oh, it does. That's, like, that song sh- starts with bo- like. So like oh, when you man, pull off, pull off. So when you when you see that, you're like, yeah, Many Men want to wish they That's wish right. death on me, so I got to work out extra hard. Like is that I got to make my muscles be able to absorb more bullets for when I have to be a body shield That's for true. Hassan in Texas. That's true. Um, all right. Well, 
I think that concludes our our fourth episode. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. If you if you like this, obviously, uh, please uh, like, rate, review. Uh, that really helps us, especially the reviews. Like, you know, hit us with some five-star reviews out there. What the fuck's going yeah. on? You don't get it going. Hell yeah. This and episode will be called Condom with Suspenders. Okay. We are really trying desperately not to get any advertising on this. Wait, thing. okay. We could change it. I mean, I no, just... no, no, no. I mean, I don't give a shit. Sure, I'm fine with that. Um, but uh, I was what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, it just, you know, you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, like, if we get to 5,000 reviews, the anime body pillows will come out. I'm just yes. letting you know. So see that as a goal out there in your trajectory, okay? 5K reviews, anime anime body pillows. And uh, that's all. I'm yep. Sam Piker. And I'm William Neff. And this is episode four of Fear and Malding. Peace. Woo. Fuck it. I'm saying it, dude. <laughs>